Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished professional from Perth, Australia, Bethan Wynn. Bethan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Bethan is the Director of Critical Thinking, uh, Facilitator, and a Consultant. So, uh, Bethan, tell me a little bit about your own journey in brief. Oh, well, um, I'm originally from Wales in the UK. I've lived in Perth 12 years and um, my background's in teaching and education. So I was a high school teacher in London, university teacher over here in Perth. And then about three and a half years ago, I started my own business, um, taking critical thinking out of the classroom and making it accessible to people in professional environments or to help them with their personal lives. Fantastic. And as a critical thinking and human skills facilitator, tell me about the kind of work you are doing and please give an example. I work with a wide variety of clients, um, many of whom at the moment are in professional services, such as lawyers, accountants, um, a lot of government departments here in Western Australia. Um, but, you know, covering all sorts of different different backgrounds and professions. Um, and it, it ranges from giving a keynote talk at a conference through to um, I have a team that I work with regularly you know I coach everyone on the team and I go in and I deliver training once a month and there's a few arrangements like that so there's that ongoing development of skills and reminder or fitting into a broader professional and personal development package that someone else is delivering. Amazing and how do you define critical thinking? My definition is that it's it's skills knowledge and attitudes so the skills might be things like the ability to evaluate information, the ability to withhold judgment, <laughs> um, the ability to pause before reacting to something, um, knowledge of things like logical fallacies, which mm -hmm. are often you know, unfamiliar to people, um, but just understanding little tricks of argument and then being able to identify where people use them in, in marketing or in politics or even in the stories we tell ourselves. And mm -hmm. then the attitudes, are things like openness and curiosity, uh, a willingness to to learn and mm. to grow and to change our opinions. Mm. Uh, because the reality is that you and I and everyone listening is right about some things mm. and we're also wrong about some things. Correct. And figuring out what those are sometimes takes us a very, very long time. I, <laughs> I, I fully understand that. You know, when I was reading about you also, Bethan, uh, it was fascinating to read, you know, read that you are a leading voice in future-ready thinking skills. <laughs> Help me understand now what is future-ready thinking skills and is there a difference between critical thinking skills and uh, future-ready skills? Well, I suppose it's um, highlighting the fact that the World Economic Forum and similar bodies again and again highlight the importance of critical thinking. And um, the irony, I suppose, is that this is somewhat ancient philosophy. You know, the, the concepts haven't changed, but I think the environment that we're living in now, you know, the ability to focus, the ability to take a step back and think critically or to be creative and to come up with unique ideas, these are all essential skills. Mm. And, uh, you know, you mentioned just before we started about, you know, the number of us on TikTok and Instagram, that instant gratification of those platforms Correct. and finding it hard to 
sit in the discomfort of not knowing. Mm. Um, and it's really, really valuable to be able to do that mm. um, and to have that self-awareness as well, not just reacting to what's around us, but taking the time to respond in a considered manner. It's mm. very important. Mm. But when you say future ready, uh, what goes into developing something that you would refer to as a future ready thinking skill? Um, I suppose it's it's preparing us like we live in, you may have heard the, the acronym VUCA before, mm -hmm. you know, volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. Mm -hmm. And the world is not getting any simpler. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, the pace with which, you know, technology is evolving, with which the workplace is evolving and how we work is evolving mm -hmm. is so fast that it's hard to make good decisions when you're in a reactive mode. But the reality is we need to understand how we're thinking, what we're thinking, why we're thinking certain ways more and more for us to be effective mm. as uh, as we, you know, move into the, into the future, I suppose. Right. Right. <laughs> Sounds right. quite, I don't know, postmodern somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, said. well said, great response. Thank you. <laughs> My next question to you is, what are some of the challenges people face when it comes to critical thinking? Some of the challenges that we all face is, I think, being busy, you know, we're all um, subject to so much information all day, every day. Mm -hmm. um, so just being able to take a step back to understand the impact of being in this, you know, everything is important and everything is urgent mode um, really inhibits our ability to make good decisions. Um, and it's not to say that we need to think critically about every decision we ever make, because it's just not possible. Um, I like Daniel Kahneman's work around system one thinking, system two thinking. So system one being quite reactive, quite biased, um, instant response, and the system two being more thoughtful and considered. Um, and I observe in clients all the time, they really struggle to tap into that system one, that slower way of thinking. Um, but we need to be there in order to make good decisions. We right. we need to be able to take that step back. And even if the decision that you reach in each thinking system might be the same, mm. at least in system two, you thought it through a bit more. And if you were to look back, you can say, oh, I know why I did that now. Mm. Um, and I've got good reasons. And when you're working in a large organization, you often need to persuade other people why your choice is a good one hmm. or why they should go with what you say. Um, so being able to offer a considered response to that is really, really important hmm. in a corporate environment or even within a family. You know? hmm. Hmm. And uh, how do you approach uh, facilitating other people in your sessions on critical thinking? Um, so my approach coming from education, it's all hmm. about um, Maintaining the energy, keeping it lively, keeping it very relevant. Um, so whichever industry I'm in, often in advance or in the room, I'll ask people, you know, what are some decisions or problems or challenges people have that are front of mind? Yeah. So it's all about applying the information immediately. Um, mm. I, I joked a while ago with someone like, if, if, if I don't think people can use it straight away mm. as soon as they leave the room or even apply it while they're there, then I tend not to put it in a session. Mm. I think it's really important that people can see the value straight away and that they walk away feeling a sense of clarity and confidence, mm. perhaps in the decisions they're trying to make or at least in the tools and how they will use them moving mm. forward. 
It's very, and, very practical. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. And, you know, when you go sit with a number of participants uh, in your sessions, uh, there must be participants at different levels of development and there must be some people who are fairly cynical as well. <laughs> How do you handle difficult participants? Oh, okay. Uh, that's a good question. I think understanding why people are there is very mm. useful. Um, mm. I found this particularly when I used to deliver sessions on behalf of, for example, uh, an institute of management here in, in Western Australia, some people would be sent there against their will almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least knowing that and and just, you know, sitting with people. And this is why in those scenarios where you have a diverse range of abilities, skills, industries, um, it's useful for the group not to be too big if mm-hmm. you really want to get value for people because then you can at least spend some time to go, okay, why are you here? What are you hoping to get out of the day? Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if need be, you know, pulling someone aside and saying, mm. you seem a bit disengaged, is there anything you'd like to share? But I'm, I'm, I've been doing it long enough that I know that, you know, we will have a little talk at the beginning about ownership. You know, you get out what you put in and people can come feeling defensive or guarded or mm. have their own stuff going on. And we all do. Mm. Um, so I try not to take that personally. You know, we always try and remove the ego from the situation um, and just try and, build that rapport and get people to open up um and it can be difficult if they're with their work team you know mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes it's better sometimes it's worse <laughs> I agree. but the other so the other thing that i was you know when i was reading about you was also i was also wondering that culture you know uh, and there is an organizational culture but yet we come from different cultures in our own homes mm. uh, how does culture in in a large group impact critical thinking facilitation? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Um, Well, I think of culture with a big C as being, you know, country cultures and then culture with a small C, I would refer to as like workplace culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, it's going to have an impact. And I often share a story of, you know, um, uh, a person in a red country. Everything is red. The sheep are red the houses right. are red the mm. sky is red and a blue country everything is blue the, the sheep are blue the sky is blue everything's blue and someone mm. from the red country visiting the blue country and mm. feeling that they really understand they know everything they have all the knowledge the language they come back to the red country and people say what's it like and they mm. say everything is purple mm. like, oh <laughs> okay. hang on mm. we can never fully remove our, our culture right. you know and and even you know, someone else from Wales will have a different culture to my own culture. Mm-hmm. My culture is different to my Australian colleagues. Um, and so that self-awareness and being aware of, you know, every single thing that we've experienced, every part of who we are that leads mm. up to now, this mm. very moment, will influence how we see what's mm. around us and and you know, uh, confirmation bias, desirability bias will all be kicking in to reinforce that. We will see what we want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be reinforced by our culture to some extent. So it, it does impact it. I find um, Hofstede's work very interesting on this um, Hofstede's model of culture. Mm-hmm. And it comes into, you know, if we talk about difficult conversation, the power distance between yourself and your manager, for example, mm-hmm. or yourself mm-hmm. and a parent. Um, 
the uh, expectation of how quickly something should be resolved. Are they mm. short-term or long-term thinkers? Um, so it's really interesting and a huge yeah. conversation that I'd love to dive into more. I sure. agree. I agree. Maybe we'll schedule something on culture because I'm also <laughs> fascinated with culture across so many different topics. But yeah, moving on, Bethan, you know, I also wanted to ask you about technology. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're all raving about Chat GPT these days. Oh yes. How yes. do how do how do technologies like Chat GPT uh, impact critical thinking? I mean, now people oh. are saying, just ask a question and you get a response. Okay, so hard chat GPT. I think those tools have their place, um, but it's really important to remember, you know, getting a definitive, you don't get a definitive answer from AI. You get a version of an answer. So right. as with anything, like we would with Google search, right, you wouldn't necessarily take the first response as yeah correct or you shouldn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) it depends Mm -hmm. on how important the question is perhaps um and i'm a huge advocate for people thinking for themselves Mm -hmm. we often turn to you know the google search the the ai the expert or someone else to make a decision for Mm -hmm. us or to Mm -hmm. tell us what the right answer is and i think we all are almost we we get addicted to the formula the Mm step-by-step guide and the reality is that Humans are messy, life is complex, and what is the right answer according to one person is not the right answer for someone else. Correct. Um, so likewise with ChatGPT, it's a tool. It's not the answer to everything. It can be useful, but it shouldn't be used. It shouldn't be in isolation. Mm, um, that's and, it. you know, editing it and playing, you know, seeing what it gives you and then creating your own version of whatever that answer may be is definitely the way forward. Thank you. My next question is, how do you measure the effectiveness of your facilitation? Oh, it's a good question. Um, In in a day's training, we've got Mm. to manage expectations, right? There's only so much you can achieve. And we practice, we use tools, but I will often give people like a a self uh, what self-evaluation at the mm-hmm. beginning of the day and then mm-hmm. we return to it at the end of the day mm-hmm. and it's always quite fun you know it's not very scientific necessarily yeah. but mm-hmm. people often score themselves fairly highly in the beginning because mm-hmm. they don't want to look stupid nobody mm-hmm. likes to look mm-hmm. stupid Correct. <laughs> um, Correct. and then at the end of the day they come back and review it's always gone up sometimes they reduce their morning score now that they know more mm-hmm. um, so the um, Dunning-Kruger effect kicks in where we you know our confidence level is high when our knowledge level is low and the more mm-hmm. we learn the lower our confidence becomes <laughs> until we become an expert the other end okay. wow. um, so so that's you know a very simple tool mm-hmm. but to be honest I think it's the it's the groups where I work with people ongoing that mm. you know you really see the impact you see how they've developed over the course of a year mm. and how um you know they'll come to me and they say I made a decision and I thought what would Bethan do <laughs> and I think oh gosh I'm not insured for this yeah. um but you know just them thinking about the process of decision making for mm. example mm. is a sign that they are embedding that learning and it's mm. really lovely to see that and see the confidence and the clarity people mm. are getting mm. when they're employing those critical thinking frameworks mm. very interesting you know some, some many many years ago uh, i had attended a session on critical thinking and one of the challenges that i found was that 
because of the difference in different people you know, of people from the organization and hara and the hierarchical uh, situation that existed within the room mm-hmm. uh, there was a challenge that was being faced in how does one include everybody so my question is how do you foster a supportive and inclusive environment uh, in all the participants i i understand what you're saying completely and it, it it does cause challenges because when you've got senior people in the room you know they may not intimidate me but they mm. may intimidate junior members of the Correct. team and i think this is where you know the critical thinking and human skills go hand in hand because mm. in order to build that trust you need connection you need mm. people to see the other people in the room as a, 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 just another human being and that's how I do it right if I meet a CEO or a CFO or a director I I almost like delete the job title and I go who is the human in front of me who mm. is this person what makes them smile mm. what brings them joy what's important to them um so I encourage people to have those conversations mm. um sometimes you do need to remove the most senior people if you want to have a really honest conversation yes, yes. um and i often particularly in a brainstorm situation you know we don't do our best thinking when somebody is stood in front of us saying think do some good thinking right now we do mm. our best thinking while we're walking while we're in the mm. shower while we're driving while we're on the bus um so i try and allow people alternative ways to offer input mm-hmm. um you know after a session or uh privately to me you know through a google form or mm. other other products exist drop form whatever um mm-hmm. but but having alternative ways to input because the reality is even if everybody in the room is feeling very comfortable with each other and has that trust they may not actually think of the the thing that they really really want to say in the moment and they may need more time so um that i think that awareness is really important mm. also i would imagine you know the organization must have a very very secure culture for someone mm. uh, who you know you know for for a group of junior managers to be able to actually talk about critical thinking especially when the boss is around yes <laughs> absolutely it's definitely been a challenge i find particularly you know maybe at the end of the day someone will say i love this i love these frameworks i love these tools i feel really empowered mm. but i'm not allowed to actually make decisions Correct. um it at work so then it becomes a conversation around influence and communication um and to be honest sometimes it does mean that working with a smaller organization can be more rewarding because you can see the results more immediately mm. but we all know that for people to graduate to leadership you don't get into a leadership position when you are not able to think critically strategically creatively mm. you need those skills and i've seen this a lot as people rise up like new level new devil it's like we spend a lot of time when people are young getting them to fit into the box to follow the rules to mm. to you know follow the process someone else has decided and then we reward that and then as we grow up and we you know enter the workplace and we become more senior we need to then undo a lot of that training mm. that we've been put, you know spent our whole lives following instructions and suddenly there's no instruction manual and we Correct. need to make some tough choices Correct. so that's where 
critical thinking really Absolutely. comes to the Absolutely. So what I'm hearing you say is that a culture of this is how it happens here will not ever be able to promote critical thinking, isn't it? Well, and, and this is the challenge. I saw a great um, comment by Adam Grant recently. It's like, mm. if you are having to go externally from your business to hire people into senior roles, it means you're not developing your teams mm. well enough. You're not investing in the individuals that you have mm. who have the knowledge and have the experience. Mm. You just haven't developed their skills to the right level to, to raise them up. And so the ideal is that we develop people from within the family, as it were, mm-hmm. um, for them to be ready to rise to the next level. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a challenge. It yeah. is a challenge. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, Bethan, I have time for two more questions. My next question to you is about the young leaders. You know, I'm from the boomers generation. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the millennials and the Gen Zs, I've now started to get into positions of influence in most organizations. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that these young leaders have brought in a breath of fresh air into most organizations. Yeah. How do they react to uh, sessions on critical thinking? Because they have a very, very different and uh, a very unique mindset. Ah, interesting. Um, yeah, oh, it's It's hard to look at a group as a, homogenous whole you know everybody Mm. of this age um but it is very interesting some struggle with saying I don't know Mm -hmm. um because I think you know one of the reasons that they probably have been promoted is that they seem competent and confident Mm. um and so whether that is publicly or privately to me saying I'm scared I don't know um I'm worried about looking stupid or Mm -hmm. failing Um, So that's very common. And I think there's some interesting conversations around the imposter syndrome that happens. Um, Mm. And I I think it's a it's a good thing in many ways. Like Mm. we do tend to work harder and um, do better work when Mm. we're worried about failing (laughs) and we don't want people to be blasé. I think one of the challenges is being heard, Mm. Um, particularly, I mean, Western Australia, there's a lot of mining companies here. It's a very um, sort of male-dominated, you know, there's a lot of work to try and change that. But a friend of mine said the other day she was in a room and there was 15 white men in blue shirts and (laughs) in this meeting. You know, oh, my gosh. So uh, there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, But I think the, the, the balance here is tricky between bringing a diverse perspective, mm. challenging the status quo, mm. and then people wanting someone to not be too difficult because mm. then it's awkward. Um, yeah. And there's no right answer, but it's important to have those conversations and to keep that dialogue going, well definitely. Said. Well said. And my last question to you, Bethan, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your deep understanding of critical thinking, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your own journey, your own knowledge, and from our conversation? Oh, wow. Three lessons. I think, firstly, give your brain room to breathe, mm. whatever that looks like. Yeah. Unplug. You know, make sure your phone is not the first thing you look at in the morning and the last mm. thing you look at at night. Give your yeah. brain some room to breathe. Wonderful. Okay. Um. Secondly, um, from my own journey, I think self-awareness is huge. Mm. Like we can learn about 
biases and fallacies and their influence on us, but our own experiences and our, our background and our upbringing is huge. So the mm. more we learn about that, the more we'll understand ourselves mm. and appreciate other people and why they are who they are and why correct. they do what they do as well. Correct, correct. Um, and I suppose I'm, uh, I always come back to not falling into what's called a false dichotomy. We often see things as black and white or mm. it's A or it's B, mm. it's this or it's that. And the reality is that life is not binary. Mm. There's not a right answer and a wrong answer. There are myriad ways to navigate choices and life and business or whatever your viewers might be doing. So um, mm. look for the alternative paths and look for a win-win where mm. possible. Mm. And I firmly believe with the right mindset and the right yeah. attitudes, you can find those win-wins. Wonderful. And on that note, and your three amazing lessons, I love the first one, give your room, give your brain room to breathe. <laughs> Second, you said was self-awareness is huge. And then you, the third one you said was about the false dichotomy. Life is not bound, binary. There is, I'm used, these are my words, there is a gray. Uh, yes. in it. Um, and Absolutely. you also said, look for a win-win. Thank you yeah. so much for talking to me about your own journey. Thank you for talking to me at such length about critical thinking. I mean, I learned many, many new things from you today. Oh, thank thank you. you for speaking to me and good luck. <laughs> thank you so much. Absolute pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.